Hello, and welcome to the Your Personal Journey with Food podcast, hosted by Tracy Cromwell, your certified integrative nutrition health coach, precision nutrition health coach, pro coach, National Academy of Sports Medicine personal trainer and weight loss expert and international best-selling author. I am a recovered pre-diabetic, recovered yo-yo dieter, and recovered body loather. On my podcast, I will be discussing all areas of life that impact your health. That's home environment, physical activity, health, joy, spirituality, relationships, finances, creativity, social life, career, education, and yes, home cooking. I will also be bringing you experts from each of these areas of your life to help you create the ideal, healthy, and supportive relationship, not only with your food, but with yourself and therefore with your life. I appreciate you being here. Now let's get started. Hello everyone, good afternoon on this absolutely beautiful day here in the Pacific Northwest. And with such a beautiful day, it's fine. If you wanna catch us on the replay or when this is a podcast, you have 100%, my, my go for it, get outside. But uh, it's Tracy Cromwell here again this week. I'm here with Dr. Jen O'Ryan and we are doing part three of a three week series um, based on um, the concept of inclusion, equity, and diversity. And we've been discussing um, the last couple of weeks about, you know, how do we get started? Um, what does this whole concept of inclusion, equity, and diversity even mean? And um, and then, you know, where are we going and how, how did we get there? We talked about that last week. And I'm really excited this week, we're talking about creating our plan. And um, before we get started, I just have a couple things I need to say because I forgot is that, um, yeah, these are, if you're listening on the podcast, these are recorded live. And so anything can happen on a live broadcast. So bear with us. Um, I know for me right now, spring fever is happening and I actually had a big sneezing fit right before this. So it could happen. <laughs> right in the middle of this podcast, but, and I'm a little sniffly, so bear with me. Um, and then also again, you know, uh, Dr. Jen, you know, she has a PhD in human behavior. And so it's just incredible that she's taken on this, this area to help educate us and help us realize how we can move forward to create um, just a wonderful world for all of us to be in. And so, so Dr. Jen, I'm going to hand it over to you um, you know, to, to fill us in on, on our next steps. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. And yes, I am also a fellow, fellow allergy sufferer. So, uh, can commiserate. Yes. I have invested heavily in eye drops this week and not for the usual Seattle reasons that one might expect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I am really excited about this because, uh, of all the work that I do, I really, my favorite part, not gonna lie, is uh, getting people to develop an action plan that they can actually take out into the world mm -hmm. and, and implement all of these wonderful ideas that they have. And honestly, that's a lot of times where my clients come to me is because they're, they're stuck. Mm -hmm. And there's so much going on, not just today, but this week, the past year, forever, right? And it's so easy to become overwhelmed and and have the sense of, of despair and helplessness mm -hmm. and so how do you how do you manage that balance between becoming overwhelmed and unable to act and becoming frozen 
versus being able to take a step back and say, yes, this is horrible. Um, and how can I, as an individual or as a leader of an organization, how can I start to affect change? How can I start to influence the conversation? Yeah. Because as we talked about the last two weeks, never underestimate your ability as one person to shift that narrative because change comes in a lot of different ways, but one way is one conversation at a time. Right. And and I admit, you know, I have felt frozen, like just kind of in shock this week, you know, um, again. <laughs> and, and you know, you and I were talking just before this, I had this song in my mind, you know, and was from, you know, it was Bruce Hornby and came out in 86. And, and some of the lyrics were, you know, that's just the way it is. Some things will never change, but don't you believe it? And that whole song is again about, you know, segregation and lack of equity, all of that. And, and that song just been going through my head, you know, and I loved what you said. If you can repeat what you told me, if you remember what you said, it made <laughs> a lot of sense. Yes, um, that, that, that is one thing that stuck with me for, for my undergrad years more than I think just anything else. I had an amazing psychology professor who was convinced that when you have a song stuck in your head that just comes up again and again and again, and it's not because you heard it on a commercial or you heard it in the grocery store or something like that, but it's just innately inside your head take a step back because that is, she felt something that your subconscious is working on and wants you to think more, bring more front of mind. Um, she called it the soundtrack of your subconscious. And mm -hmm. so if you take a step back and actually look at not just the, the lyric that's running through your head, cause that might be the only one you remember, but actually what's the, what's the basis of the song mm -hmm. and, and really evaluating that and say, what is this trying, what is my subconscious working through? Yeah. Yeah, and I and I got thinking about that again, looking at what we got to talk about today, you know, is what is creating a plan. And I I wanted to focus on that. Well, don't you believe it? Meaning we can make change, which I do see happening, you know. Um, although, you know, I know it's just so hard. And this week, like I said, I felt frozen. And so I'm I'm really excited to talk to you again because I sometimes you just don't even know what to say anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just yeah, because when when does it end, right? And, it, and it's it's like the it's like the basic physics. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah, and that's that's where it seems like it's so funny because because your passion and my passion seem so different in nutritional mindfulness, integrated health, and then inclusion, diversity, and a healthy workplace. But they're so closely aligned because mm -hmm. it is that it is that yo-yo that you experience. It's like you've got sustained effort, <clears throat> excuse me, with good intent. Yeah. But if you don't have the right tools and mindset to make it sustainable, mm -hmm. we just fall back to our old habits. And I think too, when we think about this, it just hit me as well as, you know, just like with, you know, I, I think if we can keep that curve going, that, that relative curve going up, but the process is still, mm -hmm. you know, up and down, up and down, up and down. But if I, if we can keep that hope in this trending line, hopefully this, this, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, that things are and can and will change and continue to evolve, you know. Yeah. And just like that song that's running through your head, right? We have so many narratives that are running through our heads. Mm -hmm. And most of those narratives aren't even from us. There's something that was, you know, given to us in our very early stage that we may not remember. Mm -hmm. And so things like um, the narratives like, oh, politics really doesn't affect me, or I really don't want to I don't watch the news because it's too difficult. And I, mm -hmm. I tell people like, yeah, it's difficult, but it's that's also reality for people. And so mm -hmm. we have an obligation as humans operating yeah. in this collective society to to take an active role in 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 changing that. Yeah, and, so, and knowing 
Aside. Yeah, exactly. And so when you've got those narratives in your head, it's just like evaluate that. Says, no, this this affects mm -hmm. all of us. Mm -hmm. And I think too, because um, it can be so overwhelming, and sometimes it's like, okay, I just can't process it. It mm -hmm. my my mind is having such a hard time processing it that you sometimes you need to step away, but don't disassociate that it's not happening, you know, or how do I want to say it? it's somebody this is going on in, in some people's lives. And if we can put ourselves in their shoes, mm -hmm. you know, with empathy, I guess, you know, and, and realize we may not solve it all, but we can, you know, spread a message. We can mm -hmm. like you, you're educating people, you know, which is incredible. So yeah. Yeah. So what is our plan? So our plan is, <laughs> it's really twofold, <laughs> right? Because we all know that control is an illusion, but to a certain extent, there are things that we control, can control and things that um, are either more chaos or opportunistic. And so I want people to have a plan for both. So the, the plan that is more around controlling and understanding my narrative and how that narrative is driving my actions and my decisions on a level that I'm not even aware of is mm -hmm. outlining what is the change you want to see? And I know that sounds very woo woo, right? <laughs> it starts mm -hmm. with that. Not really. <laughs> yeah, but, but really it's like, that is, we're humans and, and we're empathetic and what is the change you mm -hmm. want to see? And then writing that out, taking a step and, and evaluating, is this a change I want to see because it will make me feel good about myself? Or is this a change I want to see because it really is going to have an impact on other people's lives? Uh -huh. And okay. that differentiation will help you frame what are the actions you need to take? Because uh -huh. if we're doing it just to feel better about ourselves, that's not really going to last and it's going to lead to more unintended, unintended consequences. Uh -huh. If we're doing it because we want to make the world a little bit better, then map out the steps to how do I make that change? Is it something that I need to go out and start mentoring youth? And, and giving them more opportunities in, in the industry that I'm in that might not have, you know, a lot of representation. Is it going out and supporting different organizations? Is it educating myself and reading? Is it supporting black business owners? Yes, it is. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, and diversifying the, the, the people that, with whom you do business. Mm -hmm. It's all those different things, but it all goes back to the, what is the change you want to see? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it, we kind of struggle between going very, very aspirational and it, we've got to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And we do, but sometimes actually all the time, <laughs> and I'm sure in your industry, you're going to agree with this. It's just starting and consistency that mm -hmm. is more important because if you've got this big aspirational goal and it just sits on the shelf and you look at it once in a while, you, you dust it off at the end of December because you feel like you should, it's not going to benefit anybody. And it just makes you feel bad about yourself, which is a double negative. So mm -hmm. starting out, and being consistent and learning as you go is, yeah. more, in my opinion, having some earth shattering epiphany. I, yeah. And, and I think that's with everything because, um, you know, I'll associate again with, with, again, our lives are all integrated, our food, our social environment, our relationships, our finances, you know, all of that, our career, education, it's all, all connected. And so that's where, if you were to look at, we were to look at our lives and want to make improvements, um, the time's going to pass anyway. So why don't we, with that, spend a minute, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, whatever it is a day, you know, just start just, just to pick something because mm -hmm. it, you know, it, it will compound so that that moment of 
acknowledging someone like we talked about last week, you know, and with a, hey, how's it going? Um, you know, acknowledgement of others or practicing, you know, being more um, uh, present or reading, like you said, you know, um, we can spend hours and hours watching reruns of television while the world is needing us, you know? Yes, so. yes. And it also goes back to that, like I, I am the worst. I am, I wouldn't say an aggressive driver, but I, <laughs> I'm an aggressive driver and I'm working on that. That is a, that is a gap for me, it's dangerous. So um, one <laughs> thing that I really took to practice over the last couple of years is to give people grace. So if somebody is at a stoplight and they don't immediately accelerate when the light turns green, instead of, you know, mm -hmm. hammering on the horn and freaking out and driving my blood pressure up, taking a step and just like, maybe they just got bad news. Maybe they just, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You have no idea what they're struggling with. And we can make so many assumptions unless they're looking at their phone and then that's just bad on them. But yeah. we make so many assumptions about why people do things and, and we react and we overreact and just giving that space mm -hmm. and taking a breath and saying, it is not the end of the world if I miss that light cycle. Well, I had, this brings me up to one experience where I think someone would have viewed me as the most wackadoodle crazy woman driving on the road one day was I had been really ill and um, my daughter was maybe, maybe two. And I was just kind of at the point where I was able to go to the grocery store and get some food. So I, it was my big first trip out in a little while, took her to the store and I was just in a day's grocery shopping with her. I had a full thing of groceries. And then I looked up at the clock at the on the wall of the grocery store, and it was the time when my son was going to get dropped off at the bus stop, and he was he was in kindergarten or first grade. Oh my word! And there was no one there I knew to greet him, because I had just been just like I said I I lost track of time, and I just you know, and so I was this lunatic trying to get home to my son who I knew was going to be wondering where's, where's mom, you know, how come no one's home and getting scared outside, you know? And so I just like, <laughs> just like this, like, yeah, I get to my son, you know, so we just don't know, you know, what's, what's happening in people's lives. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And it's, it, 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 it's, an, it's an opportunity in some cases, an opportunity to connect humanity. Like I, I've mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time traveling and I've, you know, seen people in, in airports just sobbing uncontrollably, you know, like take step, step back, very safe arms, yeah. not, not a threat. And it's like, yeah. are you okay? Can I, can I get help for you? And mm -hmm. sometimes they're just having whatever they're having and they're like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. But at least checking and saying, are you okay? And yeah. I've actually had people spill all kinds of, um, not secrets, but you know, things that they normally would probably keep to themselves just because mm -hmm. they're in that vulnerable position and you say, can I help? And they see another human and they're like, blah, here comes everything. Oh, yes. um, but you know, yes. that's just it's so powerful. And and if we walk through with blinders on, just obsessively looking at our, our clocks and our watches, then mm -hmm. we miss that. Although yours is absolutely guaranteed. That's that I would do the same. Yeah. It's like, ah, yeah. You know, <laughs> Yeah. So just knowing and, and um, you know, cause you mentioned in creating the plan, assessing the situation and do the internal work first, do they need, or did they ask for your help? And, and, um, and it's all, almost reminds me of when I took my first day class, you know, you see a, a, a challenge, it, you assess the situation and then do the process and then, you know, do, does someone need your help? And, um, did they ask for it? And then, you know, could your help 
or your statement be valuable and helpful or not? You know, you mentioned mm -hmm. something about that. So when you mean assessing a situation in regard to your, you know, me, I was talking about first aid, but can you explain, um, you know, cause it's creating a plan of being prepared. So, yeah. And that is the other, that is the other side of the, of the plan is the, the more chaotic opportunistic situations that you can find yourself in. Mm -hmm. And, and if you're mindful, you can, I mean, the, the, the things to assess is, is, is the person in immediate danger and do you need to call for, call for backup, like call mm -hmm. for, security or, or somebody to come help you or uh, gather other people around to help? Mm -hmm. um, or is it a situation where you might be misinterpreting and you just kind of want to observe and make sure that if something does happen or is happening, that you are able to intervene, mm -hmm. but also making sure that you're not so rushed to intervene that you might be putting yourself in a dangerous situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there, there's is an opportunity where I was listening to uh, people sitting behind me that the one person was being very threatening and intimidating to the other person. And it's such a low voice that I think it was probably just me and my colleague who could hear. And that would have been extraordinarily dangerous, not just for me in that moment to, you know, spin out my chair and say, who are you to talk to them like this? But um, which is what I wanted to do. <laughs> but it also causes danger potentially for that person because if they have to go home together or they have to ride together, that anger towards me is going to get lashed out on them. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I, I went up and I, I, I talked to the, the, the employees there and I'm like, I don't know what the situation is, but this is my concern and I'm just telling you because it, it, in case something happens. Yeah. Um, but it's also making sure that you are, you're helping in the right way uh -huh. and not over helping. This goes back to, are you doing it to make yourself feel better? Or are you doing it because uh -huh. there's an actual need? Right, right. And I, I like the concept too of just, I think too, some people, they just know you're aware. Mm -hmm. It's very uh, helpful um, that they're seen, like we've talked about. Are you being, are, are you, you know, is someone being seen? And when they know they're being seen, that can help just immensely. Or, yeah. Because yeah. especially look at uh, the situations that are, that are going on now um, mm -hmm. with the killings. Um, so much of that has been going on forever. And yes. the reason that, that we're seeing it and the reason that it's being litigated and it's being challenged finally is that because there it, it's undeniable there, because yeah. we have computers in our phone and filming devices in our phones. And it's those observers who are actually not just witnessing, but trying mm -hmm. to intervene, trying to get protection, trying to get backup, trying to prevent the situation from its unfortunate and, and tragic and preventable outcome. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's exactly. what I mean is like it being, being very aware and present and knowing that that could happen and knowing how you would respond. Mm -hmm. or, yeah. How, you, how the the different ways that you could respond. It's almost like if you think about a natural disaster, if you see a car wreck, like oftentimes our, our immediate response is just to freeze because our brain can't process what we're actually seeing. Mm -hmm. And so it goes into this buffering protection mode to, to say, am I really seeing this? Is this really happening? And, and just knowing how to interrupt that in yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, um, so this is a great question. Then next was the next one was channeling anxiety into action, take a stand, make it sustainable, overcoming sense of despair and helplessness. So what a uh, plan for that? Um, what do you recommend there? That's a big one because it is really easy to, to get to that place where we're having the same conversations that we were having 50 years ago and 150 years ago and, mm -hmm. and we're still struggling to overcome that. And so that to me is where it comes back to, again, having that, action plan of what is it you're working on and taking a step back when you need to. 
-hmm. but not, and you said this so well, you you use such a good term for this, not taking a step so far back that you're disassociating Mm -hmm. because, you know, the people that I talk to that, uh, you know, they don't want to watch the news because it's difficult for them or they don't want to follow different, different events and happenings because it's too much for them. And Mm -hmm. there are, there are reasons for that. There are reasons to take a step back, but you have to understand that this is really affecting people and in a very mm-hmm. real way. And as part of a collective society, we have to, we have an obligation mm-hmm. to help change that. There's my cat, sorry. Oh, Anything no, that's fine. What's your, <laughs> what's your cat's name again? <laughs> Callie the Destroyer. Callie the Destroyer. <laughs> she, she likes to shred uh, paper, shoes, and spiders. So. Yeah, yeah. My Annabelle, she, um, if I put any kind of papers on the floor, or I put a lot of sticky notes in all the books I read, mm-hmm. and she has access, and she shreds all my notes, and, and I can't tell what the, what I wrote. So. <laughs> yeah, you're like, thanks for that. All right. So but okay, so Kitty made up her, um, Kitty made her, um, She's made her appearance, so that's good. Yeah. But um, the other thing that I really wanted to focus on, because we do talk a lot about bystanders and intervening, but we're also human and we're not always going to respond the way that we think we will, right? Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I would really want to caution your listeners and everybody to is if you're in a situation and you it doesn't go to plan or you're afraid or you don't speak up or don't don't go home and beat yourself up about that. Yeah. Because that's we're not always going to be able to act the way that we think that we would. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just take that as a learning and, and go from there. Yeah. I know sometimes I can have scenario where something happens in my, you know, in front of me and I, and I just, I'm like, uh, or someone says something to me and I'm like, uh, uh, yep. and I go home and then later it's like, okay, you're five hours late, you know, boom, boom, this is what I would do, you know, but I thought, it's like, <laughs> you know, but yeah. this is the perfect time to then write it down and put it on a post-it. I'm a mm-hmm. huge fan of post-its and put it on your mirror and just keep it someplace visible because that's, it's a learning. We're going to, we're going to fail and we're not going to do what we thought we would. Yeah. And, and we're going to freeze. Um, and also yeah. I wanted to touch a little bit on, because there is this concept of a passive bystander where people don't engage. And I, I, there's, there's actually a lot of reasons for that. If somebody's, you know, uh, has PTSD or potentially was a, victim of a traumatic situation, they might not be able to mm-hmm. intervene and respond. And so just if you see somebody who's not taking action, they they might not be able to. They might not have the same mm-hmm. capacity for it or the resources that we do. Like everybody's got their own level of resiliency and support mm-hmm. and and all of that. And so not necessarily to judge people who aren't able to to respond yeah. to the situation. Yeah. And you think about that too because when some things happen, you're not ready for, say, an emergency emergency situation, or you see someone, you know, like like we we're just talking about being, you know, verbally, you know, attacked or something. I know, like, it was interesting. I take this one scenario when I was in third grade, and we had um, a couple standard bullies in school, and interesting enough, they were girls, and um, I always remember being just terrified to go to school when my sister Gretchen wasn't going to be there, you know, cause she grew faster than most everybody. And so she was like our guardian, you know, and I would be like, mom, don't send me to school. We're going to get beat up. You know, I don't want to get beat up at school. Well, one day this gal, she actually literally had one of my classmates, I'm third grade and she's antagonizing one of our friends and we're literally in a circle kind of in a, in this weird circle mm-hmm watching this happen and and then she 
she took my my friends by the hair and she was literally slamming her head into the door. And I'm like, nobody's doing anything. And but my brain was like running through all the different scenarios. Also of what I was, you know, like things I've been said, taught, mm-hmm. you know, be safe, don't fight, mm-hmm. you know, you want to be this or that. And then also you need to step in and help. But I knew I was gonna get I was going to get annihilated if I stepped in there, you know, it was really a a weird scenario. So if we think about that and I did, I, I went in there, I was terrified and I was like, don't do that. And she turned on me, you know, so we did, it ended up, she had me in a lock shoulder to shoulder and she's like, just in my face. And then I wanted to kick her in the shins. And then right then I heard my mom now, listen, you never want to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I stopped. I was like, so I was in so much turmoil. And so I wiggled away and I ran. I remember I, I was like just hauling butt around the school and she's chasing me. And uh, I get up to the recess teacher and I'm like, she's she's going to get me. Okay, this is 1976. She's going to get me. Yeah. And she says, oh, honey, you got five more minutes left of recess. It'll be fine. I'm like, she's going to kill me. That's yeah, like, you're in the third grade. Your life capacity experience is this. We don't know. This actually could be the end of you. Yeah. You know, but when I, you know, what hit me when was that too, you know, you're in a scenario or you're seeing something you don't expect to see and your brain is trying so hard to mm-hmm. process and make a decision on how to move forward. And you know, you only have seconds to make a choice, Yeah, you know? And so anyway, and I love what you brought up, you know, we don't know who's standing there and what their experiences were and why they maybe didn't step forward, you mm-hmm. know, but, but yeah. Um, Anyway, um, so everyone, no bullying. If there's little kids watching, <laughs> everyone's watching. No bullying. Yes, everyone so, watching. No, yeah, no and bullying. Sometimes, and sometimes what, that that because we're so conditioned to to do that to circle and just like everybody else is doing this, I don't know what to do. And then somebody just says, "Stop it," uh-huh. and that can be enough of a disruption to yeah. shift it. Yeah. Well, yeah. how scary for you though? Did you at least it was get terrifying. Your, your something? What's that? Did you at least get to go to the nurse's office or something? Is that no, no? Because even back then, I I had the option. I could have run into the office, but but that school was just—I won't even name it. It's not Mm. worth it. But I was more terrified of the office staff and saving my life out on the playground. It's like Mad Max beyond the Thunderdome. It's like, (laughs) yeah, but Gretchen was like, you know. she was like our our shining knight in armor and she just didn't put up with any of it the boys tried to you know mess with with the girls or any other girls and she just walk on up and yeah they were they wouldn't mess with her so (laughs) i love that you know so yeah and i i think too this this one thing i always thought too is as we grew up and became adults you would I had assumed bullying would stop. And I realized how you phrased that. We do have adult bullies. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's just something I, I think like with humans that um, we need to do more e- evolving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's a sad thing because especially in organizations or in the community, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's bullying. We think about bullying as like your your experience, right? Mm-hmm. Or a Christmas story or something like that. Or like mm-hmm. uh, the, with the Back to the Future, the Marty McFly, Biff, mm-hmm. the bully, right? But especially in organizations, it's about silencing. Mm-hmm. It's about stifling different perspectives. And it's about yeah. making sure that everybody's kept in check 
and nothing changes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's once, once you start to look at it that way in the, in the organization, it's like, Oh, we don't actually have to wait for somebody to start throwing punches. It actually is so many other things before it gets mm -hmm. to that stage. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, before we go, I do want to say too, so I did have fun last week. I did some of my homework, which we talked yes. about, but I had decided I wanted to be more present and make sure I saw people and said hello. And it really went well. I don't have time to go into all the detail, but I just made some extra effort, um, especially with COVID and everything. We've got masks on and it's very hard to smile at people. You know, they might see your eyes smiling, but it does take a little extra effort to make sure they can hear you or something, but I really recommend that just uh, the acknowledgement or interaction with people, you know, just to yeah. be seen. And outside of that, outside of the experience of, of having that interaction with people, how did you feel? Like, did that feeling stick with you? It did. The rest of the day? It did. Even to this day, you know, it happened. Um, I'm trying to think of what day that was. It was probably Monday. I think it was Monday when one specific event happened that just, you know, I feel really good. And I think it also made the other person feel really seen and, and as opposed to just doing the standard, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of scenario. And so, so I know that was your, you know, your, your homework for the overachievers last week. And, um, and I'm just going to, you know, focus on doing that because I think too, Sometimes we don't want to say hi or, or interact with somebody because we may feel, you know, like we'll be rejected or they don't hear you or, or whatever. And we're the ones actually bringing that energy to the situation based on our own insecurities. And so if we practice and we practice, um, you know, seeing others, it'll get easier and easier mm -hmm. and just be, you know, yeah. something we just do. And I, I love how you mentioned bringing in your energy because we, we do. And again, that sounds very woo, but it's, it's, we have an energy. I mean, you, how many times you've been in a room and somebody walks in and, and they just have this sense about them. Um, mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. that shifts the, that shifts the vibe in the room and it can be very, it can actually lift, lift people up and, and yeah. get the conversation to a different level. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes too, you know, like you said as well, we don't know what's going on for that other person right now. Mm -hmm. And, and so giving space to find out more is really beneficial. Um, and why is that energy that way? And again, sometimes we just bring preconceived notions of energy with us. Mm -hmm. Our mind has made up, meaning, you know, made up some fairy tale or not a fairy tale, but just made up, made it up, yeah. you know. <laughs> We're very creative. <laughs> And we bring that forward, you know, and again, it, and, it, and too, it can come from, you know, our past experiences and um, our brain doesn't realize it's not the law. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and we're not that, you know, we're not, not that way. third grader who's in imminent danger right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Now, knowing what I know now, it'd be fun to go back and be that third grader because I'd handle it a lot better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd still say yes, but it would have been like, Nr. yeah, exactly. I would have hauled her butt to the, to the office. That's what I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> and I just have to say this too, because I wrote about the experience in my book, but was um, what was going on in her life 
Mm-hmm. And this gives me like, what was going on in this poor girl's life that mm-hmm. she had to come to school Yeah, with that energy and this anger and frustration? Yeah. You know, that she would lash out and beat up other kids. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not even necessarily that it's your role to fix them. Right. But it's just your role to understand that something else is going on over here and keep yourself yeah. safe. But yeah, it was heartbreaking yeah. when I think yeah. about it to the next level of what was going on. So especially in 1976, I that was, it, it, yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> and you know, like I, you know, here I was, you know, in 76, and just don't know anything about what's really going on in the world at that time, mm-hmm. you know. And um, but uh, but yeah. So okay, so let's see. Um, we talked about assessing situations. Um, channeling anxiety into action. And, and sometimes too, I don't know what you think about this is the concept of um, asking, asking your brain, okay, well, you know, with everything going on, mm-hmm. and we want to make change. It's just saying, well, what do you think we could do? What could we do? Mm-hmm. And let's start thinking about it and it plugs it in there and then it'll start looking for a resolution. Yes. You know, and maybe then finally something will come to you. But yes. Kind of, Okay. Yeah. Yes. No, I love that because it's also going to make you more receptive when these opportunities pop up, Mm -hmm. you won't be looking for them, but you'll be more receptive to them and you'll see them when they're there. Yeah. And you'll already feel anxiety is a good thing because it keeps us safe, but also breaking through that anxiety and saying, I am equipped. I know what I'm capable of and this is what is happening. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Um, and then also, again, we talk about understanding others that might freeze, that have a reason for being disengaged. Um, again, um, everyone has a story, mm-hmm. has a past. So um, homework, um, next steps, and go do good things, you say. So um, give us some homework. <laughs> <laughs> so my all-time favorite homework is to, to, to press and refine. And again, it's not going to go to script. This is not, this is, this is just a dose rehearsal, but um, practice what, what you would say. And like, if you, if you feel like you didn't respond the way you wanted to, like you were talking about, you have all these things pop in your head. Oh, I should have said that. Write those down, keep them visible because that's going to help you build that toolkit. And also the muscle memory of being able to respond. Uh Um, And then Uh just be, this is always my, my, one of my biggest piece of advice, be informed consumers of research. Because right now, especially social media, the internet, there's so many things, it's just clickbait. And if you actually read the article and read to the original source, that's not necessarily what it's saying. And so right. read, read the article and check the sources. Yeah, take that that moment longer. Mm-hmm. And if you can't take the moment, then don't share it, don't post it, don't get yep. caught up in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all susceptible to that. I have to, yeah. I have actually have to take a step back sometimes. It's like, to what end? <laughs> to what end does this do if I post it? <laughs> yeah, I've definitely, you know, I, I think back. And again, that's that thing. We get caught and we get upset and we want change to happen. And just taking the step back to, is it safe? Does it make sense? Well, add this, is it true? Did it happen? You know, and and make, make um, let's see if you can get that ability to not fall for the clickbait. That goes mm-hmm. with food too, food science, enough to drive me crazy. Oh, I bet, yes. You know, it's like a lot of it's clickbait. And then the headline is a certain way, but then you go read through the whole article and at the very last, they could have left the whole article out, but 
there's still more to learn about it. They'll like negate their whole article. Yes, yes, at the very time. end. Yeah, Even and so away my muffin top in in thirty minutes a month. That's yeah, weird. I figured I could. <laughs> so it's the same with a lot that's going on in the world mm -hmm. today, and it take us as um, consumers and um, consumers of information. I love that. Take that extra step. Yep. Okay. Yep. And keep learning and asking questions. Yes. Curiosity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, Dr. Jenna O'Ryan, I am so happy that you joined me for three episodes. Um, it's been an eye opener for me. I still know I have a lot to learn. And um, I just hope everyone, you know, I think as humans, we need to know that we don't know everything. Mm -hmm. We're never going to know everything. But we can, you know, um, you know, know where we're headed, like you said, what do we want to see in the world? And then how can we help become what we want to see in the world? And I know I've, I've read that, you know, be what you want to see in the world. Be the change. Yes. Be the change um, you want to see. Yeah. I can't believe I'm blanking on it. Gandhi. Thank you. Yes. Gandhi. Yes. Yeah. And so if, if, if we can realize that and then take moments daily you know, just to practice, just like if you're wanting to learn how to eat different food. Mm -hmm. Well, we want to learn how to bring more, you know, equity and, you know, like we said, inclusion and diversity. And that can start with each one of us. Yes. And yes. You know, how many millions of people are on the planet? And if each person just, little, you know, little effort, consistent. Yeah. Yeah. It can, it can happen. Yeah. can happen so anyway well thank you for being a voice um for in such a needed area and um you know what we could always do too is about six months or so we should check back in have you back on oh we'll do a check-in yes i like That'd that be fun yeah yes. follow up yep okay all awesome. right everybody so uh we'll close down the broadcast and um again see what you can do be the change you want to see in the world and we can make it happen. So, okay. Happy weekend. And I'll see everybody next week. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, Tracy. Uh -huh, bye. <laughs>
Hello, I hope you enjoyed this recent podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Be sure to seek professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional as this podcast is not a substitute for their professional care. Be sure to seek out a qualified medical practitioner that is right for you. And be sure to create a supportive team of licensed and certified care practitioners, health coaches, and trainers that can help you make the lifestyle changes you desire.